All right, hello, welcome to Adventures in Lollygagging. We are back to playing Die the Roleplaying Game tonight uh, from Rowan, Rook, and Decker. And uh, we left off a couple weeks ago before, uh, before a few of us went to Gen Con, uh, where uh, Aaron's character of, of Dread or Deacon met, a, uh, met a, an old flame and uh, the party got separated. So we're going to pick up pretty much right at that moment. Uh, we'll also kind of, uh, as, as the gameplay progresses, uh, the, the players also took an advance. So at some point, uh, whenever you all decide to actually use the thing that you got here, just, just describe it, say what you're doing, so we can kind of keep track of it. And that's that. Uh, I um, I just kind of want to get right in. So let's just let's just sort of dive in. Let's do a quick summary, and then, uh, and then we'll get going. So... Uh, you all are, if you're, if you're, if you've been watching along, you know that the last time uh, we started off with you all having made a tentative truce with the rocket cartel, one of the factions of true Jersey, which is the name of the territory that we are in. Uh, and, uh, that truce went almost immediately bad, uh, as Diala started poking around uh, at the lower decks, you found a, a hidden vault, triggered some alarms and all these different pirates, these sky pirates into panic. Uh, the sky literally started falling, uh, and a big chunk of it fell and brushed the sky ship and it probably would have destroyed if not for leaf beseeching an eldritch, uh, cloud thing, uh, artist hacking into the ship's control system and, or Tristan creating a giant parachute. Uh, I like that order of that, by the way, cause it sounds like beseeching a God. Okay. That sounds badass. All right. Hacking the ship systems. That sounds really respectful and you know, makes sense. It's perfect. And then Tristan just made a giant parachute, uh, out of a, out of a sail that wasn't being used. Uh, but fortunately the ship did not crash. Uh, the pirates were not so lucky as part of the deal with that cloud thing to get the cloud things help was that, uh, three course, uh, three quarters of the crew had to be fed over, uh, to that eldritch being, which you agreed to leave and random tentacles started appearing and sucking various pirates through these different portals including uh, the leader, Cred Pirate Inigo. Um, the next in line was Ogzik the Ogre, uh, who, uh, once things started to go really bad, revealed that he was actually surprisingly intelligent, well-spoken, uh, and sort of negotiated a bit of a peaceful uh, transition. Uh, and, uh, and then I think you also started to hear there was a lot of anger when you brought up the name The Machinist as apparently this rocket cartel had friends their former captain uh his uh his beloved were both taken away by the machinists and locked behind the walled city uh which you have heard about a few times at this point uh you've also heard about the sludge factory and the grim machineries and that apparently the machinist is making something it's like there's some sort of project that they're working on and a lot of folk are believing that it might be triggering or has triggered the end of the world uh so you decide that you're gonna you're gonna head there uh, you heard about a rumored entrance through the sludge factory because it kind of sort of reminded you of, of your, your campaign from when you were kids. But along the way, uh, as you were moving up the Copper Shore, uh, you, uh, you stopped at a place called Cinnamon's Lounge. And uh, that's where Dread had an encounter with an old, old flame uh, who, uh, who was very happy to see him. And uh, Leaf, you had a... Uh, we didn't really get into the big reunion just yet, but you also saw somebody you remembered. Uh, not your, not a flame, but more like a stalker. Uh, as uh, as Mike, uh, a guy, was playing piano in the VIP area, and what happened was is that Michelle led a few of you back into the VIP area. Uh, artist and Tristan, you stayed out front, and 
when you tried to leave the VIP area, you notice that the that the entrance, the doorway was gone. And so we have a split party. We have a split combat and we're going to dive right in. So resetting, uh, just so everyone knows everybody else is artist and Tristan, you're out front. Uh, you see amongst you uh, what looks like five of these, uh, five of these like old, old timers that are kind of their eyes started to glow at one point, like this, this bright red. Uh, so the, the two of you are up here with them. Plus Tristan's, uh, Tristan's, uh, pal Jeeves is uh, going around giving coins to people. And then in the VIP room, which had the stage with the two pianos, uh, and you, there is both, um, Michelle, Mike, and there are, uh, three Letterman's jacket wearing fallen that have slid out from some of the booths, uh, in the darkness. And that's where we find leaf dread and Diala. So let's get into, let's get into actual combat then. So at three, so we're going to do this alternating back and forth. I already got your deck scores. Start with the players. Then we're going to come to me players, me players, me back and forth. We go. So at tier three at deck three, we've got artist leaf, Tristan and Michelle. Uh, I'm Michelle being my character. So artist leaf or Tristan, one of you three can, can take the first crack at this. I do apologies. Quick amendment. Uh, I wrote the dexterity in the copy I sent you wrong. It's two for me. All right. Let me move. Thank you for letting me know. I'll move that down to two. Okay. So then it's, we're going to start up front then because both artists and Tristan, you both have three. So what you two see, uh, as these guys begin to move, move, sluggishly in your direction jerkly their eyes kind of glowing this red uh they are not wearing letterman's jackets but as they begin to close around you you do realize that they are not just in any old clothing you start to recognize that they have like uniforms on of some kind they're torn tattered a bit they didn't they don't at first didn't really probably mean anything but now that you see a group of them coming at you in mass you can start seeing what appear to be soldier type uniforms uh they you can't quite pick out exactly maybe which branch or how old, uh, but you can see that they are all wearing some kind of uniform of, of a military uniform. You also notice that several of them are uh, have like little medals that have been pinned and tarnished to the point where like you can't even really see the glow anymore. Except artist, as you're as you're looking and and you're getting surrounded, the two of you, you hear your your AI speak up uh, and it's like. Hello, look more closely. And it's like this, it's kind of a, uh, like a childlike voice, but it's also very, um, uh, it's like, it's gone through, it's gone through like a filter and you hear, look more closely, look more closely at those medals. They are not shining for others, but they should be shining for us. And that's when artists, you notice that they do seem to be kind of buzzing with the same sort of sense that most, uh, most times whenever you see fair gold, like you saw out in the, in the dumpster, or uh, by uh, by Ma's kitchen, and you see that there, those little metals seem to be like co tarnished coins that are very similar to what look like fair gold. Um, okay, so that's all. That's all the setup for you guys. Either one of you can go first. You have an idea? Is there a chandelier here? <laughs> uh, high or low, Jeremy? Hi. Uh, there is no chandelier. However, uh, we'll say that there is a, uh, 
there does seem to be a very gross-looking, malshapen, mounted elk head at one point. Oh, excellent. Well, then what I want to do is run up to one, basically use my martial arts to try and flip him up onto that. Okay. Uh, sure, sure, sure. So, sounds like a strength, I think. Sure deal. Or give martial arts lets me use decks. Does that work for you? It, or I'll oh, yeah, do strength because yeah, yeah. I'm tossing no, no, no. them. If it lets you do it, then do it. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Uh, let me check there. See if they have any. I don't think they have a defense. Yeah, no defense on them. So just a flat roll. As you get nice. close to them, though, you do Ooh. you do hear them sort of speaking underneath their breath. It's it's barely audible. You never got a word from them, really, when you first arrived. They just were sort of drinking down this awful swill that you tried yourself, and it did taste mm. absolutely terrible. It didn't even taste like like booze, really. And you just hear like them all instead of saying. You know, they all they all kind of say the same thing. They're like, coward, coward. And when you look at them in their glowing eyes and you look at the uniforms, you start to recognize that these uniforms, you might have seen them before. Tristan, uh, can I ask Sean a question really fast here? Yeah. Uh, Sean comes from kind of a, a like a military family, or at least his, mm -hmm. you know. So, who in your family, who in your family was in you know, served in the military? Uh, let's see. He's got a couple of cousins that went to the army. His dad was in the army. His grandfather was in the Marines. Um, and then you know he's got a great grandfather that actually was like a fighter pilot in World War One or some you know some such. Well, you notice that. Uh, as you start to go through the recollection, you certainly see that one of them appears to be wearing like a like a pilot's jacket, like an official pilot's jacket, old, uh, kind of classic looking. Uh, another certainly looks like a more modern cut of Marines. And now that you're very close to it, you're an ex-ROTC guy. Now that you're running up close to them with a better look, you do start to recognize uh, a few of these, uh, a few of these uniforms. Well, that probably explains why I failed on all four dice. I come up and I start to grab the pilot's jacket and just kind of freeze up and for a second it's sean instead of tristan and the eyes are glowing like this this bright red and you can see that the skin doesn't seem to be sitting particularly well it kind of sags and starts to tear as it moves and you can see beneath it like this you know nasty old teeth are starting to reveal themselves and whenever they talk whenever their jaws extend and like it just spittle comes out you look down at this point at the mugs and that they had that they were sipping out of and it it looks like what you drank but as you're looking down it's it's some kind of swill like it's not ale it's not but it's thick and viscous and you can see there's little chunks of some something in it um, flesh maybe meat and this is what you drink, Tristan. Uh, Tristan, go ahead at this point and roll a contest. <laughs> oh. oh, okay. And, That's what uh, you drink. You I'm gonna put. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna put an extra difficulty of one in this to remove one of your uh, move one of your successes after rolling. Oh God, well I can't really apply my full dice to this, so it's just two dice. I got one success. Oh wait, okay. no, I didn't. Okay. Because there's a difficulty, right? 
Uh, yes. So yeah. you you realize at this point that whatever you whatever they drink is what you drink, and whatever they drink seems to be some sort of liquefied acidic flesh. And I would say you begin to vomit. Mm-hmm. Oh. Uh, okay. I'm now leaning against the guy I was planning to throw. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. We, will, oh, God. <laughs> we will cut inside then as we're going to, we're on two different fronts, but we're going to cut inside as Michelle has a dex of three. That uh, bitch. <laughs> very quick. She was uh, so, a squirrely girl. She, she very much was. Uh, and still is. So you, again, we're in the VIP room surrounded by brick walls. There is a slightly raised stage with two pianos, one of which was playing by on its own. The other was being played by Mike, who has now stood up and has started to move in your direction, Leaf. Recognition all over his face. Big, bright smile. And you can see that there are... Uh, what did I say? Three of those uh, fallen that have slid out of these dark booths around you. Uh, she, however, is going to... Uh, let's see. She's going to look over in the direction of Diala, and you can see that she gets this sort of angry look. So you, you're going to bring your other women? I haven't seen you in years, and you're going to bring your other women here? And then... And she Classic says to you, Michelle. <laughs> and she's going to whisper, don't worry, don't worry. I can take care of them. I'll take care of them right now. And it'll just be you and me. And then she looks at you, Diala, and she just says, stop. And uh, I'm going to cast a spell. Um, oh. So I'm going to cast a spell called Bind. Uh, and this is a charisma test for me. Uh and four pluses are successes. I got two successes, one of which is a six. Uh, I don't have any specials, though. So you uh, basically, you suddenly feel your muscles go tense. Uh, your arms and legs just become rigid as you try to turn your head and look at the voice. Or you hear the sounds of the squeaking leather as these lettermen get out of their booths. And you try to look, but you realize... None of your muscles are responding uh, as this stops the target from moving so much as a muscle. And that's where we're going to say you're at. Uh, Okay. I can't even talk. Damn it. Right. (laughs) It was (laughs) 50-50 between you and Leaf. Sorry. Uh, Okay. We go back then. We'll cut back from there to out front and we'll go over to Artis. Artis, you also have a three on deck. So if you want to go, what do you got? Sure, uh, artist will kind of look at the whole Sean Tristan situation, very confused. Um, they'd be like, okay, Sean Tristan, uh, I guess we'll you need a little help here. And he'll call up Adam and he'll kind of spray paint. You see like a little digitized screen on his arm and he starts playing Alien Invaders or Pac-Man or something. And as he does, you see Adam um, mm. start to hover over the aviator fallen that's... Uh, tangled up with uh tristan and he's gonna like in the matrix shoot a little kind of hook in the back of his neck and i'm gonna attempt to hack him okay fantastic uh i don't think these guys have any kind of defense so it should just be a straight roll okay all right three successes uh yeah so you and do you have any specials or anything that you need to that you're gonna uh, no not for not for this 
Okay. All right. So you take the. I kind of want to, yeah, like take control of him and then try to kind of push him into the group and distract them while Tristan gets his bearings. And I kind of get a couple, you know, break away a little bit to get some space from them. Okay. Uh, you rolled three successes. So I think the extra successes will, will, will carry it over. Just like you said, not only do you, does, does Adam manage to get the hacking done, uh, as a, as the cord kind of kicks into this back, ripping away the flesh on the back of the neck, which is, was already kind of paper thin to begin with. Uh, this causes this creature to stumble uh, into a few of the others, and I'm going to say that on their turn, uh, we'll say for well, two extra successes, right? For two of them, uh, they will have like increased difficulty on their on whatever they attempt to do. Sounds okay. Uh, then we're going to go to my side. Uh, so uh, let's see. I'm going to have. Hmm. I'm going to have one of I'm going to have one of the fallen uh inside the VIP area uh go after Leaf, I think, uh as Diala has already been somewhat uh somewhat taken care of. Uh so this lumbering Mass, uh, I would say, certainly was an offensive lineman at some point uh, in, in in their life, uh, or maybe uh, like a giant uh, heavy set friar. You're not sure because of this world. They come stumbling over towards you, strange shaved head that doesn't really make any sense at all, uh, big bulbous red nose, and then there's that whole chunk of the sci-fi that drives uh, Leaf Nutch, and uh, they're going to attempt to just. Uh, I think they're going to attempt to just bite you. Yeah. So hand to hand. So I'm going to roll. Let's see. So I get three dice for this. Do you have any defense, uh, Leaf? I think. I do actually have a defense. A defense. Okay. Uh, I rolled a five and a four. So one of the the one of those will go away. The four will the remaining four will still be successful. Uh, So that's going to do. One on my guard. Yeah, it's just one. If you have guard, go ahead and remove from your guard first. Got and it. this one, this one of these is now uh, in uh, in essentially in melee with you. Uh, then we go to a bunch of twos. We've got Diala, we've got Dread, and we've got Leaf. All are up for our opportunity here. Dread, think- you want first crack? Yeah, I think Dread would would reach out and grab Michelle's hand. And twirl her back into his embrace. And he gently cups the side of her face. And he leans in and he gives her just a very gentle kiss. And he's like, my beautiful, dearest Michelle. Do you remember? Do you remember that moment? In the school cafeteria the day after? The day after that horrible accident that, where my father changed my life, do you remember when I walked in and you saw me? You saw me, but you saw everyone else see me. And I saw in your eyes that moment of fear. Fear not for me, but fear for what I would do to who 
you are in this school, fear that you would disappear under the deluge of my suffering. Can you feel that fear pulling you into nothingness, my beloved? And I'm going to use the voice to try and make her disappear. Are you uh, triggering? Flashbacking. Yeah. Flashback? Yep. Okay, so I want to make Flashback. sure. Yep. Yep. For sure. I want to get that extra dice because who knows what shenanigans. Now, is she a fallen or is she something else? Something else. Okay. Uh, two she fours. She is not a fallen. She is Two fours, else. a six, and a four on my D4 for a total of a seven. Okay. So depending on what her willpower is, I don't know. Her willpower is not seven. Uh, she has a willpower <laughs> of four. So I exceeded her willpower. So yeah, she just, she kind of just starts to compress and fade away like she did on that day in the high school where she faded away from Deacon's touch and uh, slip into the shadows. Yeah, as she does that, uh, you just like hear like coming from her, her voice, this little whimper as she begins to fade she's like but what about my problems uh, as she begins <laughs> to shift okay you see the shadow is bleeding down his face now all the way down and just almost like flowing like tears off of his cheeks uh there is a very clear uh and palpable shift in the room as all of the fallen uh, including the one that attacked leaf immediately their heads react and look over towards Dread. And although Mike had been strolling with a very uh, wide smile in the direction of Leaf, his face is now going towards Dread. And you can see that definitely there's a sense of, of, of fear in them, but at the same time, like a determination uh, as well. Uh, Dread, and Dread just smiles. <laughs> I am going to then have another one of these fallen in here so i've gotten one already went here's my second we'll step over then we'll race actually uh, in the direction of dread and we'll yeah attempt to pummel him i think um should be pretty easy <laughs> okay he's a bit of a glass uh, cannon uh okay do you have any defense he does not all right i only rolled one oh, four. no uh, but that is going to be enough since there's no defense. So one point of your guard is taken away okay. as you now have one of these on you. Uh, okay. So then it's going to be either Leaf or Diala who is left. Leaf is going to step in front of Diala and grab with her skeletal arm, missing from the elbow, one of the scythes on her back uh, to pull out. And as she does for the first time, it starts to like light up with that green flame that uh, holds her joints together. Um, and the little skeleton icon uh, on her clothes lights up with little flyery green eyes. And she's just like, all right, let's finish this a little bit sooner now. You guys, none of this matters. Nobody 
visited me in the hospital. All of you are just non-existent paper people. And she's going to grab the scythe and kind of swipe it downwards and from, I guess, point blank to the uh, fallen in front of her, um, shoots out a number of sort of uh, beams of those green flames. They're turning into skulls as they come out and hit him. And uh, we'll try to do a little bit of a blasty blast at him. Okay. Uh, no defense on these. Okay. Um, that is a five, a four, and uh, just a two on the other one. Five so and a four? So that's two. two. Oh, sorry. I Because I'm using the scythe to attack, it does mean I have advantage, which means I get one more roll, which is a three. Okay. Uh, so I've got um, three dice that hit. Okay. So as you... Uh, as you slash through, uh, two would have been enough, but as you slash through uh, this offensive alignment slash friar who's standing in front of you, swinging away, uh, biting, uh, your, your sight, you, you feel it cut through the flesh. You feel it become more difficult as it cuts through bone, but then it hits something else. Like, And you hear this muted ting as metal hits metal, but you break free and it almost feels as though your scythe is going to get stuck you wrench it free and then like this burst happens as he starts to to bobble around a bit here and there and as he falls he literally explodes in this this shower of blood and shrapnel uh, as you suffer a hit uh, this fallen is a burster uh, which means anyone nearby and Leaf would be nearby. The I would say Diala and Dread, you're okay. So you would t- suffer one hit uh, from its explosion as this. Does uh, my defense consume that one hit? Your guard would. My guard. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so that is. Okay. So then that was Diala. And so then I'll go again. Uh, there are. I've, I've used two fallen. Uh, I still have uh, one fallen is now dead, but I do have a third in this room. Uh, and this one's also, I th- actually, yeah, I think this one's, this one's probably going to run at dread. Yeah, this one's going to run at dread, I think. Uh, okay. Is there now two on dread? Uh, one success again, so it's one more hit against Dreads so or removed from guard if you still have any left. As there are now, there are these two broad-shouldered, big-bellied, huge forearm, Popeye-like forearms coming at you, each with these these chunks of skin missing, giving way to this rusted metal underneath. Uh, and that is their turn. And then Diala, it's going to come to you. Um. Okay. Can I do like a save or something with this? Yeah. So what I'll say is because she has now, uh, she has now kind of retreated uh, into this darkness from from dreads. Go ahead and roll. We'll call it a con save, and and I'll say to act on this turn, uh, you'll you're gonna want two successes. So we'll say remove one defense. <laughs> two successes will get you to be able to keep your action. One success will get you at the very least to break the stun and be able to act on the next round. Just the one success. Okay. So it's slow going. Like it's, you can feel like almost like cramps are beginning to, to loosen up a bit, but you can feel your fingers move. Your eye twitches a little bit. 
your legs, your arm, you reach, you're trying to reach for your weapons or for your, you know, for try to help leaf or dread. Uh, and you begin to slowly feel your muscles coming back to you on your next turn. You'd be able to act normal. Uh, you can shout out or anything I'll say if there's anything you wanted to say, uh, but in terms of anything majorly physical, we'll say no to that. No movement or anything. Deacon, I always told you she was such a bitch. <laughs> she really um, did, honestly. Okay. And then last is Mike. Uh, Mike. What do I want to do with Mike? Let's see. Okay. Okay. Uh, Mike is going to run up to Leaf, where who is now coated in the viscera of this uh, this fallen and chunks of metal shrapnel uh, in your hair, on your clothes, where and you know on your on your equipment, and he is going to really presumptuously loop his arm underneath yours and with no recognition that he is a creep will be don't worry i'll save you come with me and begins to start pulling leaf sort of into a a far dark corner uh of the of the vip lounge uh and that'll be his turn not an attack that'll just be his turn more like kind of like a, a loop grapple and no real mechanical thing there okay then we go back to the bar where i can finally go with all these other creatures who are at decks of one <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll start with the two that are going to have extra difficulty um so the bombing the guy in the bomber jacket is going to go after tristan uh and we'll say the other one will go after artist uh the other one that's um that is affected by this. Actually, no, not the bomber jacket because you're controlling them. Uh, the two that the the bomber jacket bumped into. So we'll say, make this easy. We'll say bomber jacket, marine. Uh, we'll say army. We'll say a navy. Uh, what else do we want to do? Air One, force. Two, air force. Okay. Just to make that easy to keep track of. We'll say the marine... Uh, is gonna go after. Uh, it's gonna go after Tristan. Um, okay, so again, you're gonna have plus one defense on this. So whatever your normal defense is, plus one. And all right, uh, I actually rolled a five and a four, but you have one defense, I believe, Tristan, plus the extra. And so both of those, the stumble as he comes, this comes back mouth kind of opening a little bit wider like a snake's might as the jaw begins <laughs> kind of un- unhinge yeah. uh, and is unable uh, is unable to get to you uh the army guy will go after artist uh same deal he's got an extra defense which will be canceled which which i only have one success so once more he kind of stumbles over the body of the of the bomber jacket mouth growing wide wide enough that it could chomp on a watermelon like that's how big and wide it is with these gnarled teeth and then we'll get to we'll split it evenly again guy in the navy uniform will go after tristan this is just normal defense i rolled a six and a four man um how many you have just the one natural right one natural i don't know if this guy also has the bonus defense No, no 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 No, okay, cool. I, I gave one one of one to each of you. So this is just Perfect. straight up. Okay. So I'll take one. 
Okay. Well, the good thing is, is that I can't... I'm trying to remember. What specials? Uh, are Sixes. specials ex- like any six or just extra yeah. sixes? Any, uh, any six. Any six, any, any six yeah. you have that succeeds. Okay. Yeah. You only get one special per... I get per a special off of this. And that giant watermelon-sized mouth chomps <laughs> down on this on like and gets a whole half of your face. <laughs> Why are you just, always fighting my face? <laughs> and the special for this is that eat you alive. Uh, <laughs> no. This uh, this hit inflicts two wounds, so oh. you take two wounds. Oh, God. that was on top of the one he already took. He took three total, or it's two total. Yeah, I two think total. I'm gonna do it. I think I'm yeah two total with that because the other one I think you're guard. Okay. All right. Oh God. And, and then finally, <laughs> we have one more on artist. One normal one on artist. Artist, you have defense, right? I do not. You do not. Okay, then that five will go through, uh, and you take uh, one just one hit. So okay. if you have guard, still go ahead and reduce it. And that is the end of the round. Re so getting getting a lay of the land again out. In the main bar area, uh, we've got one bomber jacket wearing zombie. Uh, his in Adam has taken control. Uh, the uh, there's like a marine guy, an army guy, a navy guy. The navy is the one that is currently trying to bite Tristan's head in half, and then also an air force guy. So there's four active and one that has been hacked. Inside the VIP area, Leaf is being dragged away. Uh, into like the dark recesses of the VIP lounge. Uh, Michelle has withered due to the uh, due to dread. Uh, Diala, you are getting your feeling back. However, dread does have two fallen on him, uh, even though one of the fallen has already exploded and is on the ground. Top of the round, artist or Tristan? Actually, both of you get to go because Michelle's out of the fight, so both of you can go. You can go first if you want. Oh, God! <laughs> you know, uh, uh, God, stop, 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 stop! <laughs> Basically, Tristan's going to do his best to just kind of like roll back and push up and then stab with the rapier. Okay. Uh, yeah, no defense on these, uh, so go right ahead. All right. Well, that's lucky. So two hits, one of them is a six. So I'll get one point of guard back. Do you have any specials that you can use with those sixes? The the rapier has a special that on a six you get a point of guard back. Oh, okay, perfect. Uh, what is so two two total damage, right? Two total damage. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it is not enough to take this one out, as they do have three health. Uh, so <sighs> this is the it's the navy guy that you're attacking. Okay. <sighs> so his mouth very very wide and open as you wrench your own head free and you lunge thrust the rapier right in right through the mouth you feel it kind of rip out the back of his head eyes still glowing kind of that that feverish red and the hope that my point of guard coming back is that i use him briefly as a human shield (laughs) a second one comes lunging at you but you managed to turn (laughs) just in time uh artist you're up Okay, so I have a question. Can now that I control a fallen, can Adam go and like try and attack that same navy guy I'm that cool got with attacked that. with that one? Okay, sounds sounds good to me. Uh, so you're gonna go after the one that's uh, that Tristan is currently fending off. 
Yeah, and then artists will do something else. Okay. Uh, so roll. It's just two d six. They have two strength. Nothing okay. special. Now, would I get the AI bonus on this as well because it's being great controlled question. by him? Or uh, great question. I know it says. I'm looking at it now. It says to hack, but it doesn't say anything like additional once you've hacked someone. Um. Hmm. You've hacked. It's a great question that I don't know the I don't know the answer to. So I'll just roll normal. We can yeah, roll just roll normal for now. for now. It's got only got one health. Two left, successes. So yeah. Yeah, you, you're fine. You tear through this guy. Uh, I'll also say these. Well. I was trying to think, like, I know over, like, not overcharge, uh, like, overpower, you can shift the damage onto somebody else, but you have to reduce it by one. So you did one damage to this one to kill it, so by reducing the other, you wouldn't be able to get yeah. damage. Okay. So you do, in fact, take one of them out. So this guy in this navy uniform, as you pull the rapier out of, out of his mouth, Tristan, you kind of maneuver to try to dodge out of the way of a second one. And then this, this other this bomber jacket guy who was calling you a coward lunges forward and it looks like he's going for you, but doesn't goes past you and just grabs this, this, this head and just continues to pull the top and the bottom part of the mouth up and down and just kind of wrenches the head free. All right. Uh, and an artist, what did you want to do? What did you artist want to do? wanted to, um, kind of looking at the situation, uh, Tristan being half eaten and him also being almost surrounded. He's going to look at the gold medals on the two in front of him. And he's just going to pluck one real quick. And then you see, he's going to look down at his like high rise sneakers and he's going to stick it in. And I'm going to, um, activate my cyber enhancement of jetpack and fly up to the ceiling and get out of range of them. Yes. <laughs> Fantastic. So you see like neon spray paint come out of his shoes, like almost like Iron Man, but neon spray paint. He just hovers up That's to like the 15 foot ceiling. That's awesome. You just hear Adam, be careful of the rafters as you nearly <laughs> slam into one of these like lodge style uh, uh, rafters. That goes yeah. It hits a couple. I've never done this before. I'll help you in a second, Tristan. Hold on. <laughs> told you to be careful. <laughs> you're gonna get yourself hurt it's uh, fine okay uh then we're gonna go down so that was two people so i'm gonna go ahead and go with one of my fallen uh and then we'll shift over to you guys so let's see uh so one of the fallen in the vip area will go ahead and attack uh, it's on it's on dread so i'm just gonna keep swinging away at dread uh let's see so i get Manage for that. Uh, okay. Uh, you have no defense, right? Uh, no defense. Take another hit as I rolled a five. All right. He's down into his health now. Oh, oh boy. boy. Okay. Feeling the Eek. pain. All right. Uh, so that's one that is gone. And then it comes over to Diala, Dread, or Leaf. Any of the three of you are welcome to go. Is it okay if uh, if I go here real quick? Er so Deacon pushes down the head of, of this thing that's on him, and you see a his hand point out, and his long blackened finger points right at Delia. Delia, 
I remember you on that day, too. I saw the fear churning in your guts when you saw me. You were afraid to talk to me. You were my friend, and you were afraid to come up to me. But you're not Delia anymore. You're Delilah. And you see everything. You hear everything. You feel everything. You are a knight, and you are going to protect me. And he forces this fear and this vigilance to bubble through your body, up out your pores, out your throat. And he strikes out with his gifts to save himself. Okay. Unless you choose to resist. Uh, I got a three on the four and a five and a six. So I'm going to dial it down. And unless you resist it, I'm going to pump you up to a motion level four. Oh, good Lord. With creative violence. Oh, my. <laughs> four? That's uh, Isn't that's like kill us all. No, four, I think, is like, uh, what was that? That's like, it's a city. We're in a city. Tiny village. Yeah. You're going, yeah. Okay. This is going to be fun. Okay. He's in a lot, he's in pain and he's actually fearing for his life at this moment. So he is. You are noticing too, as you are straining with this power, you are seeing like the shadows grow long under Dredd's face. He's like, like actively weeping shadows are turning to liquid as he's kind of weeping down his face and his ears the the shadows that are cast by the flickering candlelight in the in the in the actual lounge itself begin to kind of take on this otherworldly shape and kind of start to swirl around it becomes very very unsettling in here uh, as it just seems like the darkness itself of which there is quite a bit uh, seems palpable all of a sudden okay yeah <laughs> That's going to be fun. She's going to destroy <laughs> this village so fast. Okay. Um, all right. I have uh, another fallen left. Uh, okay. Leaf, you can go next. Ah, thank you. I'm waiting for Jeff to finish. With you can take fallen. your turn before you get obliterated. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. Appreciate, like, uh, appreciate it. Leaf can handle Mike. <laughs> yeah, I love you. <laughs> I know. I know. Side. I won't take that away from you. Appreciate. <laughs> I'm trying to decide if if. Hmm. Okay. So I'm gonna go with Mike. So Mike has been dragging Leaf, uh, and not so much like physically, just like, again, just pulling it away. Like we can make a roll on it in a second. Cause right now it's going to be, uh, he's going to attempt to do something other than just like move you a couple feet as the two of you, uh, have like kind of stumbled away from the explosiveness, the explosion, the burster uh, of that fallen. And he's taken you into the shadows, um, where it's kind of hard to tell everything in here. Cause the, sh the, the corners of this room are extremely dark. And you see him kind of moving around and kind of reaching with his hand on some of these, uh, some of the, the bricks on the wall. And he's like, where is it? Don't worry. There's a secret, secret way out. Oh, there it is. And he presses on one of them and you hear a... And you see the wall slide. And at this point, he's going to try to drag you into this secret passageway away from your friends. I'm going to make this a check, though, as this is going to be a big difference. So... Okay, you have one defense, right, Leaf? I have one defense. Okay. 
All right. Uh, that is a five and a four. Uh, so the five goes away. The four succeeds. Uh, he's going to now drag Leaf into this hidden alcove, uh, not viewable at, currently by Diala. Uh, and you are in some sort of dusty old kind of speakeasy entry. Like, again, this this VIP lounge has that feel to it, like you've, you're sneaking in somehow. Uh, and it's just you and him. You hear the sounds of the wall grind once more as it closes, and you can no longer see Diala or Dread. However, it is your turn uh, if you would like to go. I would. Um, Leaf will essentially wrench her arm out. Get the fuck off me, Mike, uh, <laughs> as she goes... Uh, you see this. I lost my arm because I went into the woods and then got lost and hurt myself and nobody came for me for a week. And some hikers just randomly found me. Don't even remember their names. And then in the hospital, my parents wouldn't visit me. You'd never come. None of my friends came. I sat there alone. You think I think you care about me? You just care about having something unattainable. And she's going to just, one of her hands that was still grasped on the scythe, kind of dragging on the ground, making the so the metal on rock sound and scrapes, um, and just like whips it up and slashes down. Um, so she should be able to include a flashback uh, to mm -hmm. her role. Absolutely. Uh, Excellent. So take your as advantage, she, extra die. Uh, as she slashes upwards with just an arc of green flame that shoots out towards him. Uh, that is, uh, I got a six, two threes, a four, and a two. Uh, so two I also got a 12 on my 12, but I, that doesn't do anything. Uh, okay. So with the six, Unfortunately, I can't see Dread, but it doesn't say line of sight, so I'm still going to do this. Um, so I have one special. Um, so he's, first off, he's going to take four damage, and then because I'm using um, the Reaper, he, if this hits, wounds, heal one for any target. So uh, there's a lifeline, a little string of fate that suddenly appears connected to Mike and runs straight to Dread through this hidden wall. We'll say the and mortar somewhere is a little fractured and we can see that little tiny... Little tiny bit of string sheets out and, and I'm like, you're not... Dread's not supposed to have that wound. You're supposed to have that wound. You're not worth anything. And uh, we'll remove one um, damage from Dread. Okay. Uh, it doesn't add to uh, the other guy, but one of the damage came from, from the Dread's damage. You obliterate Mike as he falls to the ground in utter shock, his guts spilling out. But he looks up at you, and you can see tears are streaming down. It, it, it kind of becomes pretty clear pretty quickly that it wasn't actually the physical damage that he is weeping from. Maybe it's the betrayal, but he's but his final word. But I did visit you. They wouldn't let me in. <laughs> and then, and then he fades away. Okay. And then um, she'll just go and try to, like, start smacking the wall to see if she can figure out how to get back out of here. 
let's see. That means I get another Fallen. Uh, the other one on Dread will attack Dread again. Uh, newly healed Dread. Uh, all right, that is a single six, uh, but no, nothing extra. So that's gonna. So that that heal that you just got, take it away. <laughs> so I immediately. Thank you, it. Leaf. Uh, otherwise, I would be down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I am. I am technically a cleric. Just you know, a little bit of flavor on that. <laughs> okay. You are, however, Dread completely overwhelmed by these two very large, very meaty-looking fallen who are continuing to swing away. Let me go to Diala. You've got your movement back. You feel a surge. Uh, you, Every sound, every breath, every fluttering of a fly's wings, the scraping of, a, of an ant along the ground... Uh, the the slight reverberation of the of the brick wall as it closed, everything is just suddenly bombarding you as every little thing, every sensory detail has suddenly crisper than it was a moment ago. You feel a surge. It's almost, almost hard to control. Uh, I, I, Diala might have never felt so much power rushing through her uh, at a single point, uh, but you nonetheless have this just utter enhanced, enhanced uh, sensory uh, sensory feeling. What is Diala going to do? So I'm imagining this is a bit sort of like, you know, a, a little too much caffeine or, you know, some such thing, just sort of that uh, kind of like highly anxious, jittery kind of feeling. And so what you kind of see her kind of trying to kind of get control of this and kind of not necessarily being kind of able to do that so you're going to see kind of what you've seen before where you know she kind of reaches her right hand into her left palm grabs the pommel whips this out and you see her you know kind of with the whip sword she slams it back down on her left fist so that it kind of becomes um kind of a solid sword instead of a whip and what you see her do is she kind of takes this energy that she has and she's spinning the sword so that it's scraping against the ground. And so you just get this just sort of faster and faster and faster sort of whirlwind movement that she gets. And she's making sure that she's hitting kind of the tip of the sword against something that's a hard surface that's going to spark. Because essentially what she's done with this kind of creative violence is that she basically harnesses what looks like fire. So she's sort of taken that thing that she was so afraid of and sort of that's what she uses. So it's spark, 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 spark. Um, and then you just sort of see this, you know, kind of that just stereotypical like you know kind of smashing it into the ground you just sort of see kind of the release of all of that energy and kind of that um flames okay roll uh, so you're using creative violence so if that's the case i think I you have am. to roll a d8 yes and i do are you what noun are you focusing on so on your scale so at two plus on the scale you're at four you can expend all your intensity to defeat a foe that fits a noun at your current intensity or below you are in a village you could literally do village under two if you want or town town would be fine either way it's more village than the town i would say um 
Are you, I mean, like you understand that the, the, I know you haven't read the comic, but like you could literally just bring this place, this entire village down, like in this whirlwind montage of you going and just ripping everything to shreds, setting everything ablaze. Is that what you're attempting here? So my, it's not going to hurt your party. It's not going to hurt your party. Yeah. Don't worry. Okay. I would say that my aim is this building. Okay. So that's kind of what my aim is. Um, okay. Now I have to roll the D8 because yeah, this might not work and this might all go to someone in the party. It has to beat so your current intensity. That's the problem. So my intensity is four, which means I have to beat a four on my D8 roll. Yep. You got this. I got a four. Okay. Uh, if it, that... it does say beats, it beats oh. your current intensity. No. Double damn crikey. <laughs> so I'm just going to read it as it is. It doesn't say it has to equal or above. It does say beats. So we're going to, we're going to, I'm going to go that route. If you want to look it up, I'm, I'm looking at the, the shorthand character sheet. So that's what I'm looking look, at too. Yeah. If you want to look it up in the your PDF current the intensity, book, you succeed, yeah. which it does not, it equals. Um, so if not, Crap. which it doesn't, you do it, but you or someone close to you suffers wounds equal to the result. And the GM adds complications to your success. Either way, reset your intensity to zero. So if not, you do it. So you do manage to... I do it, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the thing but happens. It does say in the book, if the result is equal to or less than your emotional level, you achieve your goal. But you or someone else suffers close once your result. Yep. Yep. Equal to or less than your... He suffers the results, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. it's, it's written the opposite. Be, in yeah, the, uh, high yeah, the sheet. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, all right. Um, so, so basically, what the sheet says is, if you roll equal to or under, you suffer the wounds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to go ahead or and take someone it. close to you suffers. Yeah, that's fine with me. Yeah. I'm going to say so, I take it. Uh, I haven't taken any hits yet. So everybody, uh, everybody from the front uh, with the with the zombie sailor, uh, you know, soldier folks to the hidden stairwell out leaf, you feel this rumbling, the shaking of the very foundation. You feel it suddenly grow extraordinarily hot. Those of you in the VIP room, so of dread, you can see this as the tiny sparks that began with Diala catches fire and not in a way that follows basic chemical uh, chemical growth it seems to like magically just grow in this roaring inferno, this roaring flame. Fortunately, Dread, the two foes in front of you actually block you from taking that that huge backdraft, and they just burst and melt in front of you. But she can't control it as the fire just continues to roar around. You can see leaf that the bricks themselves almost begin to glow with this sort of orange the mortar kind of grows drier and drier and begins to fracture and crumble those of you out front artist in tristan you see this explosion from the hallway that your friends had gone down you see this chunk of brick wall it just goes flying first smashing uh taking out three of these zombies one after the other and just flopping right on top of them the fourth that's kind of you know it's still up the bomber jacket one is get is suddenly this this huge inferno of fire follows that brick and just sweeps through the entire the entire room tristan 
you're on the ground artist you have time you're in your jetpack up above uh as i'll say that the two of you can describe how do you escape this blaze I artist will pick up Tristan and fly out. So he can go as fast as any creature like in existence. So like what's the fastest bird or something? Sure. Yeah. That's as fast as he can go, whatever the that fastest is, is. That is not a question I had prepped for tonight. Yeah, I don't know what the answer is <laughs> to that question, but that speed is how fast he goes with Tristan. Oh, and the Ooh. two of you, uh, the two of you go flying out the, the front door. Uh, you feel a tug on your ankle, Tristan. And as you look down, there is a the hand of one of these soldiers that are there. You can see a ring around it, this kind of serviceman's ring or something like that, like somewhat a designator. As the two of you go bursting out, you look back, you see the entire place is ablaze and crumbling in upon itself. Tristan, you look down, there's Jeeves. Coin! holding up a tiny coin in your direction. Uh, when all said and done, the fire quickly fades, much more quickly than you'd expect it to. Uh, you can see that there's this black smoldering ash all over the place. And at the center of it, there's Diala. What does Diala look like as the smoke starts to clear and Tristan and Artis and then Leaf from this other little nook what do they see uh, when everything comes crashing around, Diala? So Diala is kind of, she makes a very sort of kind of statuesque appearance um, because everything about her is kind of contained because she's got the shaved head. She's got kind of the, the tight clothes. And so she's just, you know, kind of elbows in sword, you know, kind of jammed into the ground, eyes closed. So it's definitely just kind of an outward release. Because I rolled a four, that is the number of wounds that I have to take. So that takes both of my guard and two of my health. As you're, as you're standing there and we hear the crumbling of the rubble, we see Dread push one of these, these scorched fallen off of him. Stand up. You're, in, you're kind of coated in that same... Same sort of blackness, but it's not the ash. It's like it's like that liquid shadow that seemed to just pool and spew out of your your pores. And we also look over and we can see within the frame of a of kind of a hidden door, a couple pieces of brick still still there. We can see leaf in decent condition. Uh, and the two of you watch as across the way, artist is kind of flying around or hovering with Tristan and then Diala collapses into the rubble. What do you all do? Deacon would would rush over to uh to Delia and and scoop her up in his arms. And he would whisper down he'd be like Don't think of yourself as Delia anymore, Delilah. You're the hero of this story. And then he looks up to Leaf and he's like she needs your help. Yeah, There's nothing yeah. I can do for her. Bring her here. I've got it. And um, Leaf will start just summoning spirits to uh, take the wounds away from her friends. And you're just going to sort of hear... Um... Because if I remember correctly, sort of like after this happens, there's that definite feeling of sort of being violated when like Deacon sort of does this stuff. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. so yeah. there's going to be that like kind of recoil that happens. Um, and then she's, she's going to like 
I'm not Delilah here. I'm Diala here. I'm not Delilah here. I'm Diala here. I'm not Delilah. And she's just sort of looping a little bit with that until she gets uh, some healing. Delilah, remember, here you're my ally, not my puppet. Just accept who you are here, hero. It'll be whoever she wants to be as mist pours out of uh, Leaf's hand to kind of start healing. Okay. We will, uh, in a blink of an eye, fly there since we go 242 miles an hour. <laughs> yeah. Oh and uh, as, like, really Deacon fast. is saying that, I think Artist will kind of, like, push him off of her as he can tell, like, by her reaction, what he's experienced. Mm -hmm. Say, hey, dude, uh, you might need to calm down a little bit with playing with our emotions, all right? Uh, I don't know what just happened, but we just almost died, and I'm glad I have these new jetpack boots. But I don't know what Tristan was going to do if we didn't have that. That was amazing. Meanwhile, there's a little robot going around all the like burned bodies. Yeah. You're welcome. Still giving gold. Because you look welcome. around, it You're wasn't welcome. just this building that got hit by that scorching inferno. All the other smaller buildings, the whole fishing village, because that's what it says, got just wrecked. And not like there weren't that many other buildings. So everything's been burnt, and there's all these bodies all over the place, and there's chiefs just going around. <laughs> coins, coins, coins. Okay. I think it makes sense. Like this is not something that has happened in a while. Yeah. So that was a like level four power burst. Yeah. All I mean, this has never happened to you in this particular way, right? Like when you guys played it before, you know, when you played, it wasn't this system. You basically <laughs> played a paladin back in the day, you know, something like that. So, or, or a multi-class fighter, something or other. Um, okay. You all, Take a moment. You look around. There are it's no okay. other. As they say, uh, with great power, great responsibility, <laughs> yada, yada. But we all know the truth of your heart. You are a wonderful person. This doesn't need to weigh you down. Um, And also just mechanically, I rolled a quick heal. Uh, you get two yeah. health back. Cool. Nice. Sweet. I am back to full health. As Tristan, as Tristan, as you're saying that to her, there is a quick shuffle uh, in the in the rubble that you're standing on, and bursting up is this singed skeleton of one of the the folks that you and artist were fighting. They don't really even have any skin left at this point. All of it's been just caked onto whatever's left of their skeletal system. They grab you, pull you down, and cough ash into your face. And then collapse. Oh, he's trying to terminator us now. And you, all of you watch as his whole face is now covered with this strange ash. that kind of got coughed up. It's probably their innards uh, torched from the flames that Diala provided. Couldn't have happened to a nicer guy, Sean. Sean, you need a heal, buddy. I'm okay. All right. I caught dibs on healing Deacon. Yeah, go for <laughs> it. Sure, go for it. I'm Didn't fine, we... Tristan. I don't need your help. Actually, I do. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just glad that's happening. So Diallo's going to go outside. Thing. When Leaf heals you, she legitimately, cleric style, heals the wound. Tristan doesn't so much heal the wound. All of my magic is me messing up another spell. 
I'm actually going to fuck up casting Dimension Door real quick. Leaf is going to follow Delilah outside at this point. As I reach out and touch you, and briefly, you are in a portal that opens up, and you're kind of in another dimension within Dai, where the genre is different. So, like, think um, Last Action Hero, where it's like, oh, no, it's just a flesh wound. The wound is still there, but now it's like a different genre and uh like your appearance maybe shifts for just a moment as that happens like maybe you look cartoonish or something for a second just rub some dirt in it you're fine deacon deacon bends over dry heaves for a second stands up looks looks tristan in the eyes i hate you so goddamn much (laughs) Oh, that's what I was hoping to hear. I, I, I mean, obviously, I would never be disappointed if Lee healed you, but it just, this is kind of the highlight of my day. I needed that. I mean, you can look and see. I've, I just, the whole ash in the face thing doesn't really do it for me. That, and another one bit me in the face, but you, right now, that hatred, because I know hatred comes from caring first. You, you see the shadows start to really drip down Dred's face for a second. And he's like, I'm too tired. You're not worth it. <laughs> and they're cartoon shadows, too, for a I, brief moment. God, I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> You're animated. So as you all heal up, you're in the rubble, this charred rubble of this fishing village. Uh, No signs of any more fallen or these uh, zombie military folk or Michelle or Mike. Uh, Anybody who was in that blast is probably no longer with us. Uh, It is, I mean, like you would probably pick it at afternoon, but when you look up at the sky, the color doesn't really makes sense it doesn't seem to align with what you remember of how this world was described it doesn't seem to align with your real world understanding of like the changing of the day everything kind of just looks a little off uh like it's going through some sort of hollywood filter mm. uh what would you all like to do well we had some place to be so why don't we get there agreed Artist, yeah. thank you. That was amazing. No problem. I Artist is going to go check for those fair gold that was on the zombies and see if he can find any from the salvage. Mm, smart. Yeah. Uh, roll an in test, right? I think that's what it is for you. See how much, how much you can get out of the rubble. None. None? Uh, you'll get one at least. Okay. Uh, then one. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Jeeves, every- help him look. <laughs> um, take an advantage. Roll an extra d6. Nope. Okay, so you've got one. <laughs> All right. I got nothing. It's okay, little Jeeves. I got a tooth. <laughs> That's weird, but all right. It's got going the feelings. <laughs> it's not your tooth, right? I'm robot. Hey, you never know with this world. Um, That's a good point. I got a tooth now. <laughs> it just starts to grow. So uh, yeah, I think artists will go uh, do a cursory scout now that he has a jetpack and can fly at 240 miles an hour. Okay, That's amazing. 
Uh, sure. Uh, just if you're doing, if it's just cursory, no role necessary here. Uh, you, I would say in the, you know, within a mile or two or so, uh, or a couple, even a couple miles, honestly, you would remember that Sludge Factory, uh, which is where you guys were headed, uh, in the walled city is to the north. If you follow the coast, it'll eventually take you there. So the Sludge Factory itself was on the coast and kind of was feeding uh, seawater into the city itself. Uh, you will say you start heading northward a bit with your scouting. Uh, one thing does does draw your attention, uh, as otherwise it seems to be a fairly uh, a fairly empty several miles up the coast before you actually see anything on the horizon. But you do notice on the beach itself. Uh, there is a large whale uh, that seems to have uh, have beached itself. And you can see its tail is kind of flopping up and down a bit as if it's not uh, it's not dead. And you can see the the discolored sort of the rust colored water is washing and lapping up over top of it. Uh, and it is a it is a very, very, very large, uh, large whale. Uh that is the, I would say that's the thing that probably stands out more than anything else that you've seen. Uh, yeah. So I guess as he's flying over, um, he'll ask Adam what he thinks of that. Okay. Like, hey, so what's that? Is it a whale or is that some like robot whale? It appears to be a whale. As far as I can tell, if we get closer, perhaps we can determine. However, if we get closer, Perhaps it could also harm you. I wouldn't want that. He'll fly back for now. Okay. It takes him like probably 15 seconds to do that. Yeah. You're there and back. Rest of you are still probably patching up. Um, but yeah, you, you do like a, at least a couple miles very easily without having to really worry too much about it. You don't see anybody else moving around. Like you don't see any other travelers coming and going. Anything like that. Uh, which does beg the question where Ogzik the mm -hmm. Ogre and the others went. Yeah. I'll relay the what was seen in the whale. Was there a potted plant nearby? <laughs> no? No. At least one person gets my references. <laughs> I appreciate that. Hey. Who doesn't love so that? Diallo, <laughs> Diallo was outside. And you kind of see her and she's kind of wrapping back kind of around her wrist and you just sort of see this kind of head shaking. And if you're, you know, leaf or someone is kind of close enough behind her, you just hear this. What was that? What the hell was that? That's not how we, I'm a whip when we do that. I'm not a sword. You're, you're, that was so wrong. That's not, you just, you could have killed people. You don't, that's not. You're oh, you're just even when you try, you 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 just don't succeed. That was that was the worst. That was that was not. Yeah, no. uh, and, you all right? Uh, yeah. Um. Uh. Just you're just out here and then she, by yourself ranting. Just uh, and I I wasn't saying anything. I I was and she like she wasn't saying anything. It was the sword oh. that was berating her. And you don't need to say anything. We know you're a wonderful well, person. These are trying oh, times. 
We oh, believe I thought, in you. I thought I was by myself. I thought I, I just, I just. Nope, we're all here. The, oh, oh, well, yeah. Well, okay. You know, we tried to give you about ten feet, but you know, you, you, we just want you to feel okay. But sometimes it's not easy. That's kind of something that you kind of have to do. We can't really do it for you, but we all want you to know that we want you to feel okay. Because I don't care great. if you feel okay. I don't care if you feel okay. You're you a don't. goddamn. No, you don't. You're a goddamn hero, Delilah, and you just need to accept that. You wouldn't have done that if you cared about how I felt. But I agree. It yeah. Was necessary? Was it? Didn't it, we just have a discussion when we were walking from the ship to the town that we were going to try be better and maybe just not be murder hobos? And all of a sudden. What, Deacon, you decided to mess with her emotions and she just destroys the whole village? That seems to be a little counterintuitive to what you're talking about. Deacon I was pretty I, badly wounded. I think she don't worry for his life. I murdered the bad people. I thought it was... You did. The, and but, Deacon, it's okay that you were scared. It's okay to be scared. I'm always afraid. Afraid of what I'm going to do to you, Tristan, when you push me too far. I love you too, Deacon. I, I I didn't hurt any of you though, right? You you were no. you no. Right? I mean, it's fine. You hurt yourself. Well. Is that worse? I and she just sort of instinctively reaches for the arm that she kind of pulls this whip sword off of, um, because she is used to hurting herself. So that's not. Um, problematic for her necessarily I, I can i can take it i don't didn't want to hurt and shouldn't of... have to take it uh, heroes make sacrifices artist she did the right thing you compelled her to do it she didn't even have a choice just I like just... when you did the same thing to me when i was trying to hack it which is supposed to be what i'm good at according to my character sheet but you still did it i just opened her up to what was already inside her she How about maybe next time when your ex-girlfriend shows up, I just have a little cojones and don't follow her like a little puppy. She was a bitch. Yeah, look at she was a bitch. You did all that. Split the party, which everybody knows is like a traditional sin and all these And games. she was hanging out with fucking Mike. And Mike now that those creeper. two deserve yeah, each other. You guys remember Mike? You, you weren't in the VIP room, but Mike was there. Those two oh. together. That would have been fantastic. Oh I God. shredded I shredded her thoughts and fed her to the past. Just saying, and came out of sacrifice, and there's no reason why we should be manipulating each other when we don't even understand what's happening here in the first place. I it it feels good to be able to do those things, but maybe maybe next time a little less going from like if I were to put numbers on it, a one to a four, it's a lot all at once. Maybe just like a one to a two. I think maybe I could handle that a little, a little, a little better. I'll With work on that, Delilah. I'll do better for you next time. I promise. All right. Well, we're allies after all. Deacon, we believe in yep. you, Delilah. Even though you may not like the way he was saying it earlier, it is true. You are a hero, and we appreciate you. We are. We we all are. We all are heroes. We all stood up 
to what we needed to stand up to. It's Leaf, true. you used to like kind of try to be nice to Mike, and you were very clear that this was not okay. Uh, yeah, it's great what being isolated in a hospital will do to you. I am sorry that we didn't. Yeah, let's go find Billy. You were in a hospital? Yeah. Come on, Sean. I can I, tell you how much I hate you as we hand. walk. And actually, like, the hair will kind of, like, stop flowing for a second. I, I'm, I'm really sorry. I, I didn't know. I'm. Yeah, well, my parents didn't even show up, so who's to say? Let's 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 go see this whale, giant whale. Yeah. Uh, sure. Yeah, that uh, it doesn't take long. I mean, you don't have the speed of a peregrine falcon, as I believe was. Was that what <laughs> everyone decided on? Chat? Yeah, uh, it's basically brave star at this point. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but eventually, you do manage to uh, to catch up, and much like uh, artist described. There's a very large beach, uh, large beach whale. It's the the sort of the rust-colored waters of the sea are kind of lapping over top of its tail, which occasionally comes up and flaps down. You do see very slight, slight motion. Um, as you you all get relatively close to it at this point, as you don't have to necessarily be right next to it, but if you get within you know twenty feet, thirty feet or so. You can see the eyes roll a bit in this kind of weird manner. And when they settle, uh, well, I guess just the one eye on the one side, it's this staring directly at you. And you realize it doesn't look like a whale's eye, but just looks like this larger version of like this green human eye. And you watch as the mouth opens up and you hear it speak. And it just says, we're all going to die. And then it explodes into a hundred smaller fish. Uh, each things maybe, keep exploding on me. Each maybe about three feet in length. And they're flopping all around on the beach at this point. And Delilah... Oh, Diallo will try to get to one of them and just say, are you going to die too? You hear about a hundred voices, not quite as baritone as the whale. And they all scream out in the same chorus, like, we're all going to die. And then they burst into a thousand small little minnows that are just flopping all over the place. And almost like munchkins, we're all going to die. <laughs> and they continue to explode smaller and smaller until all that's left is this swath of, of viscera and discolored sand, some of which is sort of bouncing up here and there, almost infinitesimally small at that point. Um, how are you feeling about that, Diala? Mm -mm, uh, not good at all. Like she already just coming here looking at the whale was very much like looking this over and this definitely has her concerned. Would you say that, would you say that you were driven more by kind of, were you, were you coming up here cautiously or are you coming up here more 
out of like with concern. interest with interest okay. i would yeah. say okay uh you can go ahead and kick back up one on your emotion level then on your motion scale awesome um oh okay um, so so what i want to do um can i have done this when they were in the process of sort of this change uh yeah this all happens probably in the span of 10 seconds uh giant oh, okay. whale down to hundreds of smaller fish down to like all of it happens like every couple of seconds uh, so it doesn't take very long at all it's all just one after the others okay so what what i would like to do if possible is vent that with personal knowledge so gain knowledge of who or what a target feels that emotion like interest or vigilance most strongly towards so like they're saying they're going to die but like what is the focus of sort of that energy uh i think you would probably be able to get a sense of why they were beaching themselves like how like like this the sense of escape uh the ocean is colored rust there's a whale that was beaching itself the water is extraordinarily warm um, it, 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 you probably got a sense that it was sort of very afraid or uncomfortable, uh, with, uh, with its habitat. They, they, they did that on purpose. It's the, the water. It can't sustain, mm. it can't I mean, sustain them. We've heard of the machinists, uh, his operations, the sludge may very well be that the um, byproduct of his work has made the sea near unlivable for such creatures. Yeah, I'd agree. I think this is a result of Billy's world building. Well, then let's go chat with Billy and see what we can do to set this right. You take about 50 steps from this strange discolored patch of, of beach now when the sky overhead flickers like a dying halogen light and goes off and it is now nighttime. That's not right. Everything black around you, dark, no stars that you can see, at least not immediately, and everything just becomes dark. Well, do we have any sticks amongst us? I mean, hey. I got my neon shoes. Did no, you see the spray paint shoes. still firing around? I'll find some. Is it flotsam? What? What's the stuff that floats? Grab a stick, a little bit of whale blubber, a little bit of cloth, and then I'll light it on fire as a torch. Okay. Uh, you light up a torch. Nothing has changed around you. I mean, you can still hear the ocean uh, as it comes up onto the shore. You can still hear the wind. Uh, you don't notice anything in the immediate area that your torch would illuminate to suggest anything has shifted or changed. It's just as if like the day-night cycle just glitched in some way. Uh, the wildlife coming out of the ocean has glitched in some way. Things just seem to be glitching. The sky fell earlier this afternoon when you were on the sky ship. Things kind of seem to be accumulating in a very strange manner. 
but it is it is quite dark. You don't see any stars yet twinkling. Uh, you think there might be clouds overhead that's blocking them, or maybe not. It's hard to tell. Your torchlight doesn't help in that regard. Mm. But, hey, is anybody up there right now? Uh, you once more. Uh, we just des- you decided that no one else can like like time stops. Is that what you decided whenever one of your gods talked to you? Yeah. So when they're affecting the world in general, everybody can kind of see them. But when we're doing the like the one on one deal making, that's essentially, yeah, time freeze. So you get is there somebody in particular you're looking to talk to or you just want me to give you the one that 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 we spoke with last time? Um, technically she would be trying to specifically reach out for Ameterasu, the goddess of light. Okay. Uh, all right. And you will see, uh, for you, you will see this. No one else will. Um, we as audience will. It's a small little glimmer of, uh, kind of appears in the, in the sky next to leaf. And we see this dark cave opening. Uh, it's, uh, nondescript for the most part, just kind of this rocky brown gray stone. And then there's this little speck of light that begins to slowly grow and emerge. And then we see coming out of that cave opening and this cave in the way you're is like towering over top of you leaf. We see a very beautiful uh, Japanese woman. Uh, this very colorful kimono we can see either very pale skin or skin that might be covered in like heavy white makeup uh it's hard to distinguish exactly uh she's kind of lingering in the mouth of that cave and a very soft voice uh, comes out you ring i'm interested in bargaining if you wouldn't mind Maybe shining some light, giving me something I can carry that would allow me to produce light in a range, a little globe, a little ball. Mm. Maybe uh, I could owe you a favor this time, because I don't think I have much to bark A favor? Mm. Do you want one, something just for you or for these little creatures you travel with as well? I'm afraid they're probably going to need to be able to see, too. Well, I'm afraid the cost has gone up slightly, then. Well, you you know, if it's a part of you that I'm bringing around the world, you can actually see some stuff for once. Oh, I can see whatever I want, whenever I want. You're not the only one that speaks to me. Hmm. Well, a favor is a pretty big thing from me. You can see she's considering, calculating. See the f- like these rays are coming out from behind her, almost like they're 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 physical things, uh, but they're they're nonetheless glowing and illuminating. So be it. Um, so for two, we'll say two credit if you want everyone to get something. She'll begin to start pulling some of those rays out from behind. And she'll start just dropping them through this cave that's hovering out. And the rest of you, 
don't see that cave opening. You don't see the woman. You don't even leaf just kind of stopped moving. And all of a sudden it just looks like these, these bolts of not bolts, I should say, but these rays of sunlight just start stabbing into the ground from above sort of surrounding leaf at this point. Each one of them is maybe the length of like a large walking stick. And each one of them gives off a great deal of light much more than your torch kind of puts the torch to shame a bit Tristan to the point where like together it almost makes the surrounding area within probably about 50 to 100 yards it almost looks like daytime like you've created this pocket of daytime will that be all I am very tired I would like to go back to rest no worries you need help closing the cave again or are you doing all right I'll manage. Thank no, you. No problem. Happy to help. And you hear as the portal starts to close, an attitude on that one. And it goes away. <laughs> All right. Um, here, why don't you guys, uh, are you, yeah, you're moving again. Hey, uh, we got some rays of lights we can carry around with us now. What? Uh, uh, Tristan, that, that light was was bright a minute ago and now your light looks a little less bright than that light. Doesn't even matter. This was fun, but this, and he's going to pick up one of those little things and put it over his shoulders like he's doing some sort of like drill. No lightsaber battles. We need them to survive. <laughs> I know I'm carrying it with me. Okay. Feels so strange too, because when you pick it up, you don't, it's not like you're picking up a long light bulb right like you don't feel like some glass you just put your hand around it and like you're you're literally grabbing light and there's almost no weight whatsoever and you're picking it up and kind of moving it around it's as if you're somehow moving the the projection of the flashlight without actually moving the flashlight itself here chad some fantasy realm i know it's like toxic to you but you know. Chad is too busy limit testing, trying to fly up to the sky, Ugh. see if he can break <laughs> through this plane. Oh my god! <laughs> he, I mean, in fairness, his rocket pack is super cool, but you know what, Lee? It's breaking the immersion. <laughs> but this is really cool too. You're both very cool. I love you both so much. All right. Well, thank you. I do have to admit, Leaf, you're. Very useful. Oh. Being useful is is a good thing. Well, don't worry. I won't choose the best path all that often. Uh, but yeah, here, I'll uh, one for you, one for you. Okay. Artis, are you really trying to fly up as far mm -hmm. as you can? You really want to? Okay. Uh, hi or low, Evan? Hi. Hi, is that what you said? Mm-hmm. Okay, I rolled a one. Uh, you are limit testing. You're <laughs> flying up as far as you can. You're looking down. You can see light is manifesting somehow on the beach that you just left. And are you going full speed? Uh, I mean, I guess he would. It just depends. Like, if he feels like he's getting closer to something... Like, it just depends on how he feels. You're just like kind of it's... flying up into sort of this vague blackness. The higher up you get, you start seeing what looks like some more grayness. It's getting colder up here as the higher you go. You're also noticing, like, there's probably some cloud cover as well. Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess it depends. You can roll, like, an int check maybe to see if he feels like he 
that understands how, how high he's Actually, going. Actually, let's make it a dex test because it's probably going to be more reactionary. Okay. As, oh, yeah. Roll, roll a dex. Uh, one success. That is enough. Uh, as you're, as you're, as you're starting to fly up, you're you're passing through a cloud which is kind of coating you in a bit of moisture, and when you burst through it, you look up and you think you see something. Finally, you're getting closer and closer, and you realize at the last second that you actually see a reflection of yourself, and you immediately twist and turn, and you come inches from crashing into something. It allows you then to start flying back up and more gently reaching out and there is a reflection of yourself and you reach out and you feel it's like glass and you remember when the sky fell on the boat on the sky ship it was like a huge shard of glass but you can kind of start putting your hand around it and it feels very much like glass like this thick 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 pain uh Start circling around a bit, doing a little bit of a scout, trying to get like a wider and wider area. And it's just same thing, same thing. Like you've literally reached the glass ceiling of this, uh, of this area. Okay. When it broke, when we were on the sky ship, when the, uh, the sky shattered or whatever, did we Mm -hmm. see what was there? Like in like when it broke and fell, like what was visible? Uh, okay. We'll do, do it in, we'll do a retroactive it to see if you managed to catch that. Yeah. Two successes. Uh, there was, for the briefest of moments until it went away, what looked much like static, like that sort of snowy visage of like an old TV, uh, that kind of look to it. And then it quickly went away. Okay, I think with that, like memory, if he remembers that, and then kind of realizing he's touching a surface, he'll fly back down and... Okay. Uh, and when you get down, you are, you're probably shivering a little bit because it wasn't quite cold. You got coated in some, some moisture going through the cloud. But when you land, you can see there are these glow. And it's much easier as you get closer. You realize there's this huge, uh, there's this huge radius of light, uh, almost like daytimes below you. And you're somehow flying down towards it. And you can see that people are handing out these, these, he these will, stabs uh... of light land and he'll be like fuck yeah energy ammo for my gun and grab one and put it in his gun (laughs) (laughs) no okay all right uh so you've you've got these rays of light in your inventory you've got a a decent radius of, of extraordinarily bright daylight around you uh it you've been at this I mean, it's hard to tell time, obviously, but you've been at this a while. You're probably some of you are probably you know feeling somewhat tired. But do we press on? Are you continuing with Century of the Light? Okay, I'm getting a nod from, mm-hmm. from Tristan. Yep. yep, yep, yep. Yeah, man. Let's keep going. We've got so somewhere to go. So, does it look like you guys are all? You know, if we were doing this kind of the classic, uh, who's doing what during like a hex crawl type of thing, like. Is somebody scouting for danger? Is somebody looking for trails? Like, is, is there anything in particular, any roles that people take up as you start traversing the land here? Clearly the vigilance knight is scouting for danger. Okay. I'll, uh, I'll pick up Delilah and fly her around and let her be the eyes while I just Ooh, nice. joyride. Okay. So you, 
I'll say the two of you, then, if that's the case, uh, at a certain point, something does change with the landscape, which has mostly been relatively barren shoreline. Uh, not a whole lot in the realm of trees and vegetation. Uh, it's been fairly barren. You do notice what looks like another fishing village on the coast. Uh, it's not, you, you, you know, it's not the sludge factory that in the walled city that is much too big and would be obvious. Instead, it's got those smaller buildings, uh, that begin to show along the coast. Um, you don't see any light coming from it. So I'm assuming you're bringing your own light. The only light that you're getting that you see thrown onto it is the light of your own. Uh, but you don't see anyone moving. You don't see any, any active people on the pier or going from house to house, building to building. Uh, it just looks like there's probably about a half dozen various sized buildings uh, along the coast. Sorry, couldn't find the mute button. Um, one thing that Diallo, uh, that Diallo would be trying to look for would be, because weren't there other folks that came in with us into the town? Um, so that's, she's going to be a little bit distracted, like given the whole like unleashing fire thing, like looking to see any other signs of like. Right. You have not seen since you left Cinnamon's Lounge in the, the village that you destroyed. You have not, the only living thing you've seen other than each other is the, the, the beached whale and fish that you know, exploded itself. Uh, but that is it. That's the only thing you've seen. You've never seen Ogzik or any of the other parts uh, who took some of the treasure from the vault. You all took some as well. And then they left in the direction of Cinnamon's Lounge. You never saw them in the lounge. You never saw them in the village anywhere. And then you destroyed the village and you didn't necessarily see anybody in the rubble either. So you've never quite seen exactly where they went. Um, the, while there were some non sky boats, uh, at the, at the, at cinnamon's lounge, most of them were just like rowboats and fish, you know, like those types of things. Uh, and likely you would have been able to see them, uh, cause they wouldn't have gotten away too far. So you haven't seen anything. Uh, the one thing you do notice though, as you're, as you're flying around and kind of scouting this village is that every now and then your lights as they they sweep over like it does cast these dark shadows here and there as is like you're kind of moving the sun slightly a very small sun but the sun nonetheless and so it creates very dark zones that aren't getting hit and every now and then you see almost comically cartoonishly these blinking glowing eyes from some of those shadows that just blink they look up and then they close and then when you shine the light over top of them. You don't see anyone there. You don't see a, anything there. You don't, you don't see a, a creature or a person or anything like that. And all of this, I'm assuming you're doing this at somewhat of a distance. Like you don't want to get too close. So if that changes, yep. just let me know. Curtis, did you see that? See what? The, I'm uh, not paying attention. The, you're, you're flying. Yeah. That's why this I brought you. So I could just fly. Really cool. <laughs> by the way to be yeah. flying i've gone like 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 skydiving and stuff mm -hmm. this is really cool to actually like stay cool. up here and yeah. be flying uh but there's eyes there's eyes in the shadows that's pretty creepy 
You know, I was thinking, now that we're flying around, do you think we should just, like, ferry everybody to the sludge factory and skip this village? Um, well, I'd... I mean, I'd... Maybe... I don't know. I, I think it's interesting to see what all is here. Because, you know, we haven't found the ogre guy and all those pirates, right? We've, I haven't even seen them, and I flew around earlier, didn't see them in the daylight. And I'm just getting the impression that, you know, think about it when you're playing these role-playing games, right? The DM always puts things in your way for you to purposely run into them, right? So you can, like, advance the story or do something. But what mm -hmm. if we just skip them? <laughs> but isn't that kind of... I mean, I I never, like, ran the games, but, like, wouldn't they, like, put things in place and then they, like, put time into, like, preparing those places? And then well, if we just, just skip saying, over them... You know, so everybody's that, been like, talking about the end of the world ride and, like, it's going to end in a couple of days. What if we just improvise and make Billy have to improvise by speeding things up a little bit? That's that's a, a thing that we could to do. We, hmm. But there's those eyes, too. Maybe... maybe They're not mean, good maybe. eyes. We haven't met anyone good here. There's been... The only person who could maybe have been good is the ogre. Well, yeah, see? And if there's the ogre, there could be more. Right, but there also could be, I don't know, someone else's ex-girlfriend, boyfriend. I mean, we've really been running into basically everyone's worst nightmares, if you haven't noticed. Mm, yeah, some of that. I mean, you're the one flying, so... But if we if we want to try to see if we run into the ogre, they can't fly. So we'll definitely beat them where we're going if we fly there. Or you fly us there. Okay, Try well, I, you want to. Yeah, sure. I just thought you were going to have a, you know, more of a decision making thing, but it's okay. Executive decision. I'm going to go fly you back and I'm going to pick someone else up and then I'm going to take them to the sludge factory and then I'm going to ferry everybody. Okay, that works. Okay, because, perfect. Yeah. Because if I'm all the way out over here, I can't protect anybody and I'm right. supposed to protect people. So I need well, to be back you, with them. You know, you're you your own person. You can do whatever you want to do. Keep that in mind. Like, don't let do, other people. But I want to okay. protect people. Okay, I want to protect just, All right. If that's what you want to do, then that's important. I do. Thank you. Thank okay. you for asking. Yeah, asking is nice. Right. Exactly. Consent's good. Yeah. I know. Some people yes. in the party, they have a problem with it. Yeah. We're going to we're gonna need to work on how, how we do that together. I agree. Like, it can, yeah, be, it can be cool. Hand like, signals, I, I get, thumbs up, something. You know, that would be good. Yeah. I get powered up the right and direction. I release it. It's right. a good combo. It can yeah. be a good and combo. no one else but... gets hurt. Not even yourself. No one else. You know? That, Everybody's that's, that's true. That's true. That's true. I think I'm done flying now. Okay. Yeah. We're already there. <laughs> oh, thank you. There's the ground. <laughs> I'll pick up... Uh, hmm, who wants to go on a trip? We're going to go to the sludge factory. I'm going to ferry everybody. Chad, Chad take Sean. So. They've been going at it for the last like 30 minutes while you've been flying around. Please take one of them. Okay. So I just want to clarify something. Did you drop Diala down by that village and then fly back to get the others? Oh, no, no, no. Back at the party. Okay, so you flew back. Okay. That's yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm skipping okay. the village altogether because Chad right. believes these are all just forced plot that he wants to skip sure so i'll fly i'll fly, grab tristan we'll fly quickly to somewhere safe near the sludge factory obviously you okay. know nowhere to get him in trouble all and right then go okay. back and ferry everybody all right jeeves i'm trusting you to light the way for the rest of them i got it sir <laughs> so so who do you who are you flying first to the sludge factory tristan okay so i'm giving my tristan. point of light to jeeves okay and tristan so jeeves has it it's like, 
away we go. <laughs> just getting ready to fly <laughs> as the three of you are flying. And, Those uh, are very I, expensive. And so thank you uh, as as the rest of you watch as their light kind of disappears. Um, I'm going to go ahead and just do a thing really fast. And we'll encounter so here. Cool artist. You get about 100 yards away just outside of the light when all of a sudden the the dark sky flickers once more like the halogen the power is coming back on and suddenly it's daytime your jetpack immediately sputters out and the two of you go ngs go plummeting to the ground uh crashing directly into the ground okay i'm going plummet, to grab artist uh-huh you got me yep. reach into one of my many many pouches that i have previously established I'll pull it out and hammer space time as if from a cartoon. A parachute will be there. God damn it. <laughs> Your parachutes. <laughs> okay. We right. will parachute safely. But we're just to the like ground. slowly embracing each other and yeah, you know, we're looking at each other in the eyes, very close. Jeeves is kind of in between us. <laughs> Chad's like, hey, uh, Sean, you know, I appreciate the thought. And he'll pull out his fair gold and stick it in his boot and his jetpack. You actually don't up. have fair gold anymore. Yeah, well, fair gold goes away. disappears. Oh, my God. So that, well, that's then why I did the slowly <laughs> fair gold goes away. <laughs> yeah, that's why the, that's why it sputtered out, too. So you uh, the two of you go very gently floating down. You, you don't crash. were a golden god for a night artist. And um. I... I couldn't respect you, you know, more. This is what I get for saying my plan out loud so that Billy could hear me because this, <laughs> you know, if true. Billy didn't know what I was thinking, then he would never be able to plan it. But I can't say my plan without metaing the game. Yeah, so you understand what understand. I'm saying, Sean? You know, it's like a catch-22. There'd be no way, he would have no idea what I was going to do if I didn't tell I everybody. I would have just Exactly. But instead, I get punished. And now it's daytime again. It just I turned to night. Did you see that? I was like, like a minute ago. You just do what you're going to do, and then you do it. Yeah, you know? I know. I it's learned 50, I made 50. a big error. I'm going to keep all my plays to myself, and I'm not going to say them out loud. And whenever I show up at the slush factory <laughs> or the wall, you know what? Sucks to suck, Billy. People <laughs> look at Delilah and Dread and go, something bad just happened. I've just gotten like just a really... just having a very animated conversation with Parachute, just talking to each other like inches away from each other. And you I guys don't know what happened. Them. Yeah, but you got like the person walking over your grave feeling too, right? Like something bad just happened. Or I, something I amazing. You. I love this ability. Fool's Prep is my favorite. It's so good. Let's be fair. Tristan's involved with it. So, of course, something bad happened. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. All right. Well, let's keep marching forward. Now, now, so, okay. And so. Um, Diala will share. Okay, so here and here and here is where I saw lights, but that was when it was mm. dark, and I didn't see them when it was light. So now I'm not quite sure if we're going to see them when it's light out or not. But we should avoid those spots anyway. Uh, sure, I trust your sense of direction on this. I I don't see beyond my own light right now. Okay, as you guys are talking, uh, you hear a voice like, "Yeah, that sounds like a good idea," and you turn around. And there's Pennsylvania Poke, uh, who did you get here? just, what are you talking about? I'm part of the group. i here the whole time. How's everyone doing? Did, Been okay? Kind of tired. You, you, you made it through to, the night like that, you know? Yes, you, you didn't get burned. That's, that's very good. Burned? Of course not. What are you talking about? 
I wear SPF 40 or whatever the hell is a big number. I don't know. I don't really wear it. Oh, that's not what I, but you, good, good to see you. Where, where did you disappear to? I turned around and you were gone. Oh, I was just talking to some locals, you know, getting an idea what's going on around here, you know, what lots of locals? strange happening. Oh, there's you no know, locals. This person and that, you know, there's Tom, Jerry, um, that other woman, Cindy, I think her name was. I don't really remember. Doesn't really matter. Yeah, Tweety as well. Tweety? No, no, no. The kind of name is Tweety for a person. That seems absolutely ins- absurd. Absurd, I tell you. So, kind it's good to see you, folks. Pennsylvania for a person. What are Just you trying saying. to say? What are you trying to say? <laughs> Anyone can have any name. It's all right. okay. Well, what here I was about them? to come tell you some information, but yeah, go ahead and start making fun of my name. So maybe I don't want to tell you the information now. No, we do. We do. We, what, 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 what did you learn? What did I learn? Well, I learned that you're very rude is what I learned. Oh, goodness. This is, yeah, that's, that's true. Mean, what else did you learn? Yeah. Come on, Pennsylvania. You know me. I've got a hell of a lot of respect for you. Oh, they they you might discount. Right. You see, he, he starts to kind of like hedge away from Jed. Oh, yes, I know you all too well. You know, the locals are talking about you too. Saying you've been doing some things with people's minds. I heard a story. Never mind. Anyhow, everyone doing okay? You know, uh, not sure if you've noticed this, but, uh, it's been kind of going to, going to hell in a handbasket, you know? Uh, it's aren't too, aren't too kosher around here. It's pretty dangerous. Got the sky falling. Got earthquakes uh, are coming. That's, uh, that's not normal. In case you, you haven't noticed. Where are we yeah, going, by the way? Uh, you see the big, well, I guess we can't, no, the light's back on. We see the big sludge factory all the way over there, the walled city, well, you turn everything. And- you turn in point leaf and you can see about 200 yards away from you, there is a massive behemoth building that you didn't see a moment ago while you all were kind no? of paying attention to Pennsylvania poke and walking and walking and everyone was complaining and turning this and that. And you look over and you can see there's this billowing cloud of smog coming up out of the factory at that point. You also see this giant wall that just seems to go as high as the sky itself. It's just this black, black, flat, like, surface, it seems like. It almost looks like there's this horrific thunderstorm on the horizon. But you, as you're looking, you realize it's not. That's just the wall. And it comes kind of skirting around all as far as the eye can see. And like nestled against it, like against it, like an appendage between the city and between this this hideous colored ocean, this sea, is this massive-looking uh, factory of some kind with that billowing smoke coming out of it. Well, looks like we're here. Good to know. Good to know. Uh, Delilah, Trent. Just I go with it, Leaf. Just go with it. But but where's where's artist and Tristan? What are you talking about? They're right there. And you look over and they're 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 right there. Well, no, I'm mean, stuck that? in a tree. Still talking. <laughs> tree. Still fighting. Uh you guys can get down okay. Oh yeah, we were just having a good conversation. Uh yeah, we can get down. Oh. That was good. It was good. Yeah, but until it wasn't. You- yeah, it was good. It, it it happened very quickly. It was fine, and then it. it I wasn't. right. It did. I agree. It was nighttime, and then it became daytime in a blink. Yeah, it was real weird. 
Yeah, it turns out I need my coins or I can't use my jetpack. So we should probably find some. You should, you know you should have say. a stockpile. Time flies when you're having fun, you know? It's you true. You having a lot of fun? Hey, what are you doing here? Where did you go? What am I doing here? Yeah. I've been here the whole time. What are you talking about? Where's there? Where's here? What do you mean? Oh, you know, here, there, everywhere. Let's talk to some locals. Gonna lay of the land. Seeing, uh, seeing what, uh, what they're concerned with, you know? Those that are alive, anyway. I found a village a ways back. Got uh, burnt to a crisp, it seems. Poor fellas. What did these locals tell you, though, Pennsylvania? Oh, well. Little of this, little of that. They're quite worried, you see. Very, very worried. Things been getting worse and worse lately, ever since the machine has arrived. And, well, you know... Since you all arrived too, now that you, now that I think about it, it's not that things were, were great beforehand, but you know they were stable at least. But now, oof. oh, I don't know. Now the sky is falling. Sky didn't fall before. Earthquakes, yeah, they happen infrequent. But now they happen all the time. Grass didn't suddenly catch on fire. Did you guys see the grass just suddenly caught on fire back there? And you look back and you can see there's a stretch of grass that's just burst into flames right as you're watching and looking at it. Look, yeah, it's perfectly normal. Everything is flammable. Just, it's fine. Well, that might be so, but, uh, I don't know. Things feel a little unstable around here, and a lot of the locals are feeling a little concerned. Not sure if you heard about this. Pretty, uh, pretty terrible. Very terrified, you might might, might say. Very, very so scared. Everything, everyone thinks the world's ending. It's probably because it is. Plenty of evidence to support it. Yeah. So you've heard nothing that helps us. No, it doesn't sound like it. No, uh, is that not helpful? I, I, I thought that would be helpful. It's kind of no, it's kind of helpful. I mean, we didn't know anything. I have a question for you, Pennsylvania. How long have you been here? What does that mean? Here, I've been here like, for a few moments. Few? Would it no? Like yeah, in your life, you've lived in this this no, place. Oh, very existential, you say, huh? Mm-hmm. Oh, I've been here my whole life. Well, not here, this spot, not here, and in, in the Copper Shore. Mm. But all around true Jersey, yeah, that's for sure. He'll kind of lean into the group. How has Steven's character been here? Okay. Maybe Let's we've all been it. here and we're just now reunited with ourselves. Reunited, and it feels so good. Pennsylvania, point oh. us towards <laughs> the greatest treasure like you know you should. Because us, you, combined... We're going to find it. You're going to get that goal. We're going to get that glory. And it's going to amaze. It's going to, I mean, come on. You know that's what you want. Well, you want treasure. Well, Fortune and glory, kid. Treasure? Well, I do know that there's a place far off to the west. People call it Old Trenton, they call it. Someone say there's a dragon there. Big old mean, ugly dragon. It's got a hold. Hold no, the size. Of... That right now. It's got creepy well, eyes. No, no, it's got quite lovely eyes. So the stories say. Get mm-hmm. lost in, drowned in it like big black pools. Like Betty Davis eyes? I don't know who that is. <laughs> oh, Pennsylvania. So like your mother when... or something? When... Yes. When did you last see us? What are you talking about? I've been walking with you for the past, oh, I don't know how long it's been. Bef- before that. Before that, well, man, I saw you up on the ships. And before that? Oh, well, that's when we met, I think, isn't it? When, can, can you remind me? We, we just met on the ships? Well, 
I remember meeting you when you were... Well, you were in the, such a such a terrible shape up in the skies. The pirates were surrounding you. They were going to cut you down to pieces. And old Pennsylvania Pope came sweeping in all heroic-like. You didn't do Saved anything. You. Brought no, you to safety. You... Oh, that's that's not what that, happened. Okay, yeah. but but that we didn't we you, we didn't meet you before then. Before then, maybe maybe not. I don't know. Hmm. I'm sorry. So, you're not very. Uh, you've kind of got a forgettable face about you. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so she'll. I'm recount, sure you're very aware of what that is. <laughs> she'll she'll recount something from like a previous game that was played that. Pennsylvania would have been in so you know she'll recount some you know uh, uh, we rescued a village from you know a monster that was sieging it or something and do, do you remember that? You mean like Grandma? the time that he spent 32 rounds finding corners to hide it behind cover instead of taking action. Yeah, he just kept running oh, I definitely don't remember that. No, not at that all. Village. That not sounds all. like him. Or he was trying to just find the me. gold while everybody else suffered. Yeah, yeah anytime we downed an enemy, he was there looting. Do you remember all the gold that we got after we saved the village that had been under siege? It went right to the museum. Yes, it did. Does, uh, does that mm. match our memory of that campaign? Uh, so you, okay, so you guys have, so I want to kind of clear something up. So Die the Comic was about people who had already been as real life people in their world coming back to it. This is the first time you guys have ever as humans come into this world. Mm. So there are a lot of references and names and things like that that certainly sound the same. And like True Jersey itself, Sludge Factory, like all these things sound familiar, but you guys have actually never been here and experienced this before. This is your guys' mm. first time here. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. that is a that is a, a point of clarification between this and the comic. Right. Yeah, yeah. They 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 were in the second round. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. But here, this is your guys' first go around. Like you've played this is inspired by your high mm -hmm. school campaign, but things have already changed. So right. like, things are totally different. So I just want to throw something out there. I know oh, this yeah? sounds crazy, but let's think about the sorts of stories that uh, the machinist Billy might spin, and we have a direct line right there to the sludge factory. But do we really think we're going to have what we need to just go right there to the factory, or? Is it more likely that there would be the, oh no, your princess is in another castle over here at the dragon's den? I think we need to go into the sludge factory and trigger the, oh no, your princess is another castle event. Mm, oh, I don't think point. the princess is in there at all. I think he drained her already. At least that's what I heard from the locals. She's been that's gone so long. But mm. It may need to be triggered. It's It's true. I, there's a part of me that thinks we could cut some time going that way, but you make a really good point, Leaf. Look, if we don't really trigger point, the Leaf. event there, then the, he liked the linear, right? So we need that one to go there. Brad's already walking towards the sludge factory. 
also dreads already walking towards the sludge factory. I mean, we could just let him go. I, I you know, between the four of us, he, I guess five with Pennsylvania somehow sticking around. Hey, that's me. He has uh, done like nothing but be a dick to all of us. <laughs> and I don't really know why we're going to follow him just because he wants to power game or I don't know, go Here's hardcore mode. I think it's he's, classic he's story very useful in this world. The least amongst us, the one who cares the least, in the end, would be the one who could do the most. <laughs> what? We need to hold faith in Deacon. Sean, I think you're leaning in a little bit too hard to Tristan, but all right, let's just, let's follow I, Dread for now. Do you I know just, he hasn't called himself Sean since we've been here? Uh, I mean, yeah, I, I know I haven't, like, really checked up on any of you guys since I left, but yeah, he's noticed. pretty much, like, fully immersed, and it's kind of creepy. Yeah, Sean is way deep on playing the character. That is above board. Sean is very deep playing the character. Okay, so Pennsylvania, are you coming with us to the Sludge Factory? Oh, ah, geez. And he kind of pulls a, a pocket watch uh, out of his jacket. Oh, geez, look at the time. I uh, got an appointment. I've got to, uh -huh. uh, I've got my uh, first year classes I got to get to, you know. I got to grade some exam papers and, and got to go through the museum. Got to do a final walkthrough. And, uh, museum oh, what's of what exactly? Oh. So he does the classic, what's that over there? People look and you turn back and he's gone again. Thank you for the information about old Trenton. Comes back really quick. You're welcome. And then leaves. <laughs> All right. I, so, I, I think I agree. We should probably go trigger the thing. And then if that takes us to the other thing, then we go to the other thing. Yes. Thank you. And no more science fiction. All right. Let's just go. <laughs> We're following into his trap. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah, well, you have rockets that go at the speed of Falcon or something like that. Mm -hmm. And it made it him mad. So, yeah, okay. they're so cool. <laughs> so, right. last thing we see then is the group of you trudging after Dread as you start climbing up this, uh, this, this kind of gross, dark gray slope in the direction of the sludge factory. And we'll go ahead and we'll stop there and we'll pick up on that uh, next week as you guys uh, will descend into it. Proper dungeon crawl. Yay. All right. Okay. <laughs> Big fun. Oh my God. The master is so funny. Cracks me up because like you get literal cheat tokens. And so I'm just like, you know what? <laughs> I'm going to spend one. <laughs> I'm not going to say shit out loud next time. <laughs> I'm not going to do it that often. That just thought it would have been funny. I still put uh, you here. I still that you. was a lot of fun. Yeah. yeah we did still so walk Woo! and show up. <laughs> the two of you. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, all right. So that's it for, what is this, episode four? So we'll go on to episode five next week. Uh, we'll see what the Sledge Factory is all about. See if you guys can get through there and into the walled city. See if the princess is in a different castle. Uh, but uh, So the actual place, by the way, was called Old Trenton Resner uh, is what it's called. Uh, oh, Reznor, nice. Yeah. Resner awesome. is the name of the uh, of the dragon. Uh, so there you go. Oh. Okay. Oh, my heart. <laughs> Wish we'd gone. <laughs> All right. Jeremy's like, uh, wait, 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 wait. We're doing this next week. Wait, wait, wait. Uh, wait. I, I'm, I'm not that tired. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Let's do a couple quick plugs and we'll get on out of here. So, Aaron, you want to tell us what's going on on Garblack? 
Uh, so next week, everybody's on vacation for Tuesday, so there won't be any Coriolis as far as I know. But on Thursday, Lewis will be starting at the first episode of The Ballad of the Bardings, uh, a One Ring Second Edition campaign. Perfect. Uh, and uh, next, uh, let's see, Jeremy, tell us about that uh, that Patreon. Yeah, Aaron Reese on Patreon, comics, tokens, maps, other fun stuff. Check it out. Uh, and uh, and Evan, what you got going on? Nothing. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, as for us here, uh, let's see, tomorrow night we're back finally to Conan as Aaron uh, hops back into the Doom Master chair. See whether or not uh, Stephen gets out of the trouble that he caused uh, about a month ago. Uh, that he's been on the precipice of dying for about a month now. It's uh, it's yeah. been what is it? Uh, Schrodinger's Schrodinger's Stephen. Uh, until right. we actually <laughs> play the game, maybe right. he survives. Uh, <laughs> maybe. maybe I doubt. Uh, Saturday uh, we are back to one ring. We've we're, we've begun our march to Angmar, our final arc of the campaign, uh, and uh, we still got probably about maybe two more months of that left. Uh, and then on Monday, uh, we are playing Holler for Savage Worlds. You can see me, Melissa, and Jeremy in it, which will most likely be the final episode of that campaign. I think episode 33 or so. We've been playing that for something like 15 months, over well, a little over a year. That uh, should be the final ep. Uh, maybe one more, but probably, probably the final one. Uh, and then Tuesday, uh, you can catch, uh, let's see, most of us here except for Evan and Jeremy playing Forbidden Lands. Uh, so that's what's on the schedule. Uh, we'll catch you all next Thursday for more die. If you want to hang tight, I'm gonna go ahead and raid somebody and, uh, we'll see y'all later. Bye-bye. Good night. Good night.